Welcome to Decide You Can podcast. We're two sisters on opposite sides of the world talking about our own experiences in our nine to five lives and discussing all sorts of things that keep us focused, happy and productive in our everyday lives. I'm Laura, I live and work in Melbourne. I'm a manager in a professional services firm and I like to impart my creative streak in unexpected places. At the moment, I deal with project management and analytics. And I'm Susie, I live in Edinburgh and study a maths degree via distance learning whilst also working within the financial sector. I really love how busy my life is at the moment and find there's never a dull moment. In this episode, we're talking about breaking bad habits and creating good ones. We discuss a magazine article that talks to techniques of breaking and developing habits and we share some examples of habits we've created in our own lives, how I got started with clean eating and how Susie approached her running. Let's get started. So I found a quote this week that I thought was quite a good one regarding habits. It's by Aristotle. It says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So a way that this speaks to you. Yeah, I really like this quote because it talks about the good parts of building a habit. I think a lot of the time when people think about habits, they always think about bad ones and things that they shouldn't be doing. But I think this quote kind of flips it on its side and actually starts talking about how you start creating excellence in your life by building good habits. How do you see it? I like that it's got a natural instinct to it. So the fact that we we put excellence into everything we do naturally, I really like that. Instead of having to force yourself to make sure you do something well, it just it comes with instinct. Yeah, and do you think that you've got to build it up, doing things excellently, so that it becomes the habit rather than an act? I suppose there's certain things in my life that I would have to say I force myself to do them. So I have forced myself to take on certain habits and it has naturally become something that I just I go to now. So for the likes of running, that was definitely something I had to force myself to do initially. But now it is the sort of thing I can just go and do and it clears my head. And I'd say I am a lot better at it than I was when I started. I'd say that there are certain parts to life that you do have to force yourself to do them initially. But through time, they just become a natural thing to do. And I'd say that is more the act. And as long as you're putting your all into it, then that is the excellence that will come through. Yeah, I really agree with that. It's not always easy to start a habit, but it's how you go about starting it and how you sort of keep it going and persist with it. That's when it actually starts to become a part of your life. And maybe you don't see it as a habit anymore because it's just something that you do. I think also I, I wouldn't say that running is a habit for me in the same way as, as other habits in my life. I think I, I run when I've got myself into a particular mindset. So when I've become a bit stressed or something, I, I will just go for the run. It's very therapeutic. And that's the habit I have for how to get out of my stress out mindset. I'll just go for a run. But it's not something I have to do on a daily basis. I guess the regular nature of you doing something is creating a habit. And if you regularly feel like you go for a run to clear your head, that's a good habit because it's the act of responding to a way that you're feeling. Yeah. I was reading an article from Darling magazine a couple of weeks ago, and it was talking about habits, but specifically about how you break bad habits and then create good ones. 
So they split it into four different points for each. And I think in terms of how you break bad habits, they say that you need to kind of admit that you have a bad habit. And by admitting it, you then have the power to change it. You then identify the purpose. So you need to understand why it is that it is a bad habit. And they talk about in relation to eating junk food, if you start to associate it with gradual illness, then it becomes a negative thing that you want to break. The next step in breaking bad habits is identifying the pitfalls. So understanding what your trigger is to make you default to that bad habit. And one example that they use there is the link between smoking and alcohol so that every time that somebody drinks, then they want to have a cigarette. So it's understanding what that trigger is. And then the final bit in breaking bad habits is something that they say, reward, don't punish. So quitting anything cold turkey without any relapses is difficult. So allowing that margin for error is essential. And rather than punishing yourself for times that you go back into that habit, it's actually rewarding yourself for when you have your good days. And then it's the positive reinforcement that will allow you to break that. I think I probably associate those like breaking the bad habits with my approach to clean eating and trying to just address my addiction to sugar. And actually admitting it was the big step and actually realizing that at 3pm every day I was needing to have some chocolate or I was needing to have something to kind of pick me up. And then realizing that when I didn't do exercise, that was the point that I would have more junk food or I would have more sugar. And then when it came to rewarding, don't punish, as I was trying to break that habit, if I did have sugar, I would just say, okay, well, that's fine. But on the days that I ate really healthily and stuck to my meal plans and felt good about myself and did my exercise, I would reward myself by getting a new nail polish or something that made me feel good to kind of have that regular reward. It's interesting as well, because actually while you were doing your clean eating reform, it was quite interesting just to observe it and it certainly made me aware of the bad habit that I have with sugar it's the sort of thing that I guess I prioritized it a little differently to how you did but I I was certainly I was very impressed with how well you had changed your diet and I think it links into when you create good habits it's like you say with running the more regularly you do it to start with and it is difficult to start with But then it just becomes something that feels very natural and you don't have to think about it. So to go back to the article, when they're saying about the four good things about how to create good habits, the first one's be specific. So really narrow it down to not just eat healthily, but for me, it was quit sugar. And then the second bit is identify other habits. So creating a similar structure to the other good habits that you have in your life. And again, for me, it was going to extend bar and doing my bar classes, which helped to sort of pair it up. And if I was doing my bar classes, I was feeling good about myself. So I would eat healthily and I would feel good about myself as well. The third bit is to identify what's stopping you. So being clear about what the roadblocks are and what was stopping me was a lack of meal planning. So I started to be a bit more rigid about supermarket shopping and that was very easy to create a structure there and it helped me stick to that good habit. And then staying motivated was setting up reminders and rewards for yourself along the way. And part of that was just how good I was feeling about myself. That was uh, motivation in itself. I was able to kind of realise that. 
I suppose what's interesting as well is upon review, you can look at each of those steps and you can identify how you relate them to your own life and how you've changed your habits. It's probably the sort of thing that you naturally do those steps without even thinking of it. So if you identify the habit that you want to change, you go through those steps on your own. Yeah, exactly. It's not something where you've got this list and you go, right, I've got to admit it. And then I've got to identify the purpose and then I need to identify the pitfalls. It's as you say, it it comes quite naturally into that motivated mindset. And if you're motivated to do something, that's generally how you approach things. When I take a step back and think about why habits are important, it's probably important to have structure and routine in your life and it makes you feel like you are in control. So I think habits are kind of important. And it's not always essential to break all of your bad habits because I don't think you can address every single one, but it's having enough good habits that feel like they outweigh it. In relation to your running, how did you kind of pick up running and do you want to talk about your sort of journey with running? Yeah, so initially I had started it with a group of friends. We were we were going to be doing just a 5K together. And then having done the 5K, like we were pretty chuffed with ourselves. But after that, I kept it going just a little bit. And then there was a few things that changed in my life. And actually, I ended up within a matter of months signing up to the Edinburgh Marathon. And that was enough motivation to keep me going. And it was quite a good driving factor because, you know, you're you're fundraising and you want to be able to do the race and run it well. So it was enough motivation to make sure that even on the wet days, I was still leaving my flat to go for a run. And even if you don't run the whole way, when you've run a little bit, it is still quite rewarding. So I suppose whereas you would reward yourself in your clean eating thing by buying something for yourself, just the knowledge that you've done a run and you, you reward yourself by walking a little chunk of that. That's a good reward. And it was it was really nice, like after a few months, because you do start to notice the difference physically and you start to see the reward in that sense as well. So it was really encouraging to keep going with it. And after the marathon, I must admit, I did stop for quite a while, but it's been nice to get back into it and just occasionally now I'll just I'll go out for a run and it is completely for me. It's not something that I'm doing for any other reason. A habit that I enjoy doing and I know it's benefiting me. And I think it's it's nice that you're saying that initially it was something that you were almost accountable for somebody else because it was fundraising and you were doing it with friends. But because you've repeatedly done it enough, it has become something that is just for you and it is a good habit that you've got yourself into. Do you feel like that's accurate? Yeah, I think that's really the best way to describe how I kept it up. The habits that you you keep going for such a long time as well, you start to recognise a different sort of reward that comes from them. Your clean eating one, I guess, for you, you might have seen that you saw the benefits physically initially, whereas now it just keeps your mind healthy and probably giving you a determination to keep up other habits that you want to integrate into your life. Yeah, exactly. And I, I find it's important to associate it with something else as well. So it's not just eating, but it's the exercise side of it as well. So that I'm fueling my body to be able to perform at my best when I do my workout. I don't know if for yourself there's any bad habits in your life that you can identify that you would want to change? I mean, I definitely know I have bad habits, but at the same time, I feel 
like if you were to try and overhaul every single one of your bad habits, there's always going to be bad habits at the surface. And there's always going to be other things you're going to have to address. And it might become a sort of never ending battle. I think when you create good habits, if you focus on the good habits that you've created, it still feels like quite a lot of effort. And it feels like that's probably enough for me. So maybe it's just that I'm not there in terms of admitting what my bad habits are. But I feel like the good habits I have, if I focus on those, then it's more helpful for how I'm able to get control of my own life. What about you? I can certainly identify there are some bad habits in my life, but I don't know, a lot of them I've got into the habit of doing these things because someone's needed me to do something or it's an obligation to to get involved with certain things and it's not the right time to give some of them up. And I think there's it's important to acknowledge that, that you could identify some things as a bad habit, but it, it's not the right time to give it up yet. Exactly, and it kind of links in with you know it's a it's a big effort to have to try and change your habitual behavior you have to be really present and conscious of it the whole time do you think things like not being able to say no or things like that do you think that they're either habits or just character traits I mean I guess there's a question of where the line is I think that's more of a characteristic about you it depends on the relationship but I know there's certain people that if they ask me to do something, I wouldn't say no to them. You give yourself the justification and maybe that is the habit that even though you know you shouldn't be doing it, you, you give yourself the justification as to why you should. And that's not a particularly healthy habit to have. But at the same time, if you do these things, others will appreciate that. Yeah, I think if you've got a positive effect on other people, it sort of justifies why you're doing it. And maybe it's not a bad habit at that point. And it is just something that is a habit. It's that grey area in the middle. I think that good habits and bad habits can come from your reactions and your thought reactions to certain situations as well. So I know that some people will potentially have a bad habit of when something happens, they'll automatically go to the worst case scenario and worry about it and become quite anxious about it rather than sort of having a good habit of having that sort of solutions focused mindset of going okay well how can I prepare myself for any eventuality and I guess your thoughts and reactions to things that happen you can have good habits and bad habits. Yeah I suppose it'd be interesting maybe specifically in the workplace but just in general if you can identify the bad habits in your own life just through how you respond to certain situations. Maybe the the habit is just your response, but it'd be certainly an interesting discussion to have if, like, say, over the next week, we could identify that within our own lives. Yeah, I think it's a really hard one to address your thought reactions to a certain situation, but I think it's one that's probably pretty crucial, particularly at work. So it'll be really interesting to see how we approach that. And that concludes our podcast episode. It's been really interesting learning about building habits, how we hold ourselves accountable, how we stay motivated and the positive effect it can have on our lives. The Aristotle quote, we are what we repeatedly do, excellence then is not an act but a habit, helps keep me focused on doing something positive regularly to make it a part of your life. 
Knowing how we build habits is important, but understanding how our habits impact our lives is a key part of addressing whether they're good or bad. We'll be testing out whether it's easy to address our own thought reactions to situations in the workplace and potentially build good habits in understanding the response that's most effective for the future. Thanks for listening to this Decide You Can podcast. If you have any suggestions or comments, feel free to tweet us at Decide You Can. We look forward to chatting again soon. From myself and Laura, bye.